Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Bria and a Blunt. This episode today is a pre-recorded interview that I did with my friend. It is the first interview I've done with anyone for my podcast, so the audio is a little all over the place, and um, I was a little nervous. It was early in the morning. I mean, I can give you so many excuses. Either way, I still think it's a great interview. I still think that my friend who's interviewed is amazing. I hope that these disclaimers don't discourage you from continuing to listen on. I also would like you guys to note that the songs that you guys are going to hear at the beginning of this episode featured are from Matisse, the artiste, and you can find them on all streaming platforms under that handle. More will be discussed after the interview, so stay tuned until the end of this episode, but definitely give a listen to this up-and-coming artist and their beautiful work. of Brianna Blunt. Today's kind of special. I have a friend with me on FaceTime, but we're recording it. Um, today I'm having an interview of my friend Matisse, the artiste. <laughs> Matisse is the one who has gifted me with the background music that you guys are currently listening to on this recording. I will also have a few clips of their newest releases that are coming out December 25th. Yes, Christmas. It's a gift. Better be there listening, okay? Thank you. <laughs> so, Matisse, let's get started with a little introduction. How are you today? Describe yourself. Where are you from? Sounds great. I'm great, by the way. Thank you for asking. Um, again, my name is Matisse. I'm 22 years old. I am a Black queer student artist. Um, I study music production, but I've done art kind of all throughout my life, you know, singing, acting, um, screenwriting, directing. Um, and so now I'm just kind of really taking my music seriously and, and, and using all of the arrangement skills and music production skills that I have um, and, and just kind of coming full force, you know, and being a, a complete artist, a complete yes. music artist now. So Two snaps. that's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm from Ontario, California, which is about 
an hour shy from Los Angeles. Um, so I usually say that I'm from Los Angeles because it's not too far from there. Um, what else would you like to know? Well, um, I would definitely like to know how you describe your style of music. What genre would you say your music fits into? Right now, I think the best way to describe my genre of music would be more of like an indie alternative sound, um, which has like ranges of R&B and hip hop in it, or even a little bit of jazz as well. Um, growing up, I listened to a lot of jazz music, a lot of like oldies, a lot of classic music, um, classical and just like classic oldies as well. Um, whether it be from rock, um, rap, you know, um, R&B, any of those things. I, I really just enjoyed old, like, classical, classic music, um, just because also my, my parents grew up listening to that as well. So that was just the stuff that they played around us. Um, but I've always kind of had an eclectic sound or an eclectic, like, like taste um, of music. And so growing up, I didn't really know what kind of music I would venture off into um and a lot of my music now kind of is driven by guitars and just like live instruments and and so I'm kind of bridging the gap between um like the indie type of music where it's like bedroom pop or you know you make all your stuff at home and then into like live instrumentation so um in the process of kind of figuring out what kind of music I wanted to make I didn't want to assign myself any type of particular genre and I'm trying to patent my own genre now so um right now I'll just say that it's like an indie alternative vibe wait I gotta smoke too because it's Rhea and the Blunt yep yep let's go get there <laughs> there we go that's beautiful though that's beautiful i definitely would say you have your own genre after listening to the music you created after watching you create your music a few a few times a few of your sounds just out recording pennies dropping and the swing swinging in the wind and stuff like that like that's just so interesting so i definitely see how you got your own vibe so wow, thank you so when did you start and and why did you start creating music you said a little bit your parents touched uh you touched on that your parents listened to classical music and that's really inspired you since day one but what what do you think drove you to get garage band and start putting things together yeah i mean honestly i think i've always wanted to make music i grew up in like a church setting so in the midst of listening to a lot of like oldies and a lot of like jazz and like classical music growing up i listened to a lot of gospel music um and things of that nature and in the process of kind of just being in that church setting you know growing up and, and just kind of fellowshipping with everyone in that area i met a friend a best friend um and her and i you know became really close and, and did a lot of things together but before we kind of transitioned from the high school range you know a few years down the line of us meeting until like adulthood um you know we met again and and uh she had been you know kind of messing around with production and music production herself and i've always kind of like wanted to make my own music of course but i just didn't know where to start and so seeing her and and 
envisioning like how I could do it myself, basically with my own equipment. Um, and, and a lot of the first projects that I made, I didn't have like a laptop or, or any like huge like speakers or like, you know, just all the professional like, equipment, yeah. Perf- professional microphones, anything like right, that. Right, we're out here with the iPhone. <laughs> I was out here with the iPhone, the iPad, you know, the Apple headphones, you know, maybe maybe a little nice, like, headset or two. Um, you know, I got a um, an iPad that was gifted to me by Ellen, you know, just on, on a whim. So I saw that as, like, you know, a sign that I needed to start, you know, really making my own material. Um, but it really started off by just watching my peers and just kind of, you know, talking to them, you know, showing them music that I really, really enjoyed and and listened to a lot, you know, that I really kind of um, ascertained is, is my own genre, you know, for say. And, and, and they were like, you know, you just got to go for it. Like, oh, that's what all the artists do. You know, they just say that they're going to do something and they go and do it. And so that's what I did. You know, I really just sat down with myself and, and just taught myself everything basically and using the music theory and everything that i know so far it just it clicked one day you know and i just continued and it was something that i had recognized as something that i wanted to do for the rest of my life that's beautiful so Thank you. touching on those few artists that you kind of spoke about right now that you were saying inspired you and have similar genre as you do you want to name some like who do you see yourself collabing with or even idolizing like saying I want to be in their position in five ten years wow yeah it's insane because I'm just starting off in my career and a lot of my peers and things of the nature like see a huge career for me and I never really started off as that I kind of just wanted my music to heal others and um, I really kind of use my artistry as a diary of myself because um, I'm super secretive in my real life and I struggle with social anxiety. So I'm not really the person to like sit down and just like bear my soul. And I usually u- use that time to like put it into my art and things of that nature. Not to say that I don't um, <laughs> talk to friends and, and have those conversations, those deep conversations with them because that's what brings me joy. But a lot of the things that I don't get to share with everyone, I put into my art. And so I kind of looked into what artists do that. And um, the two biggest artists, and coincidentally, they're both Geminis, just like I am, <laughs> are Prince and Tupac. You know, rest in peace to both of them. But when I first started off in my music, I was like, what are just the artists that I love listening to in general? And I grew up, of course, like I said, listening to a lot of old school hip hop and things of that nature. And so Tupac, of course, was just a great back in the day. And um, I listened to a lot of old school R&B and like a lot of rock music and Prince made both of that, you know. So um, just kind of growing up and and finding like great artists, black artists that I could listen to and really kind of like relate to and and how I felt about love and things of that nature. um, Those two really helped me kind of come into terms with, with who I am. And then, um, if I were to collab with any artist, I would have to say that Solange is at the top of my list, um, just because of who she represents in the industry. It's just like people that have always felt alone or felt as though they didn't want to relate to anyone, didn't want to be, 
you know, put in a box or... In the, or, in the cloud, for, for lack of a better term. Right, exactly. And so, um, even in the first few projects of hers, you know, like Solo Star, going into True, and then going into A Seat at the Table, all of those projects had a theme of like, look, this is who I am, and this is who I'm not, this is what you are not going to make me. And I kind of, I, I really want that independence in my own art as well, and just to be myself and, and to allow people to just see me for who I am and not what they want me to be, you know? And so Salon just really helped me with that kind of self-realization. Um, in addition to that, I feel as though the modern artists, or I was just say the younger artists, artists that are in my generation, that are doing the exact same thing that Solange is doing, because she's a little bit older than me. Um, so I kind of see her as an elder, but the artists that are doing it now are Will, uh, Willow and Jaden Smith. They definitely just have a whole brand and like the music that they do are just so like boss to the wall and they do a lot of freestyling and, and just kind of like forming their own range of like R&B and rap music, but in an alternative indie style. And so um, I would say that I really kind of like would love to work with the, the Mitzvah's label, anyone that is in that um, you know, label has spoken to me in some way, shape, or form. This and what they say in interviews, or how they just present themselves. You know what they do on their social media sites. It's just very inspiring to see. Um, so yeah, I would say any of those artists. Um, I guess the last one that I would point out is Blood Orange. To Devante Hines is just an, an arranger, just like in the just knows so many different instruments and, and just knows how to sit down with artists and to like bring out what they're hiding, you know, and put it on, you know, the instrumentation. And and, and I also kind of um, was inspired by how they take uh, like real life and, and put it into their, their music. You know, they record trains passing by or cars honking or anything of that nature. And, and that was just inspiring to me to hear like how they put real life into their music, but also made it into their own world, you know? Yes, yes. I love Blood Orange. My brother actually put me onto them a while ago, and I haven't stopped listening. That's amazing. I love being put onto music by older siblings. Yes, (laughs) yes. I love being put onto music, period. Well, if we have the topic of it, what are you listening to right now? What are your three most played songs at the moment? Or what does your COVID-19 playlist look like? (laughs) <laughs> you know it's crazy I'm actually doing a lot of mixing right now so it's a lot of like not just listening to music but like I'm still in the curating phase because I'm working on a project um, and so I don't want to like I don't know I'm in that 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 phase I'm in that in between of not listening to too much so I don't change my project into in, entirely you know and make it into something where it's not even my project anymore or just kind of keeping my my musical palette like cleansed. Um, but I say all that to say, I've been listening to a lot of Budgie, which is like he's a mixer in himself. Um, he just kind of takes like a lot of like old school music and just it, it kind of reminds me of like the New Jobbies, if you know that a group. Um, they were like one of the first indie artists ever, and and they started their music off like giving it to uh, to anime um, artists and they use them for the soundtracks and stuff like that i think they're um gone on now so rest in peace to them if that's the case but uh but yeah they they kind of sound like them um veggie is just like
is extremely just different, you know, and, and like I said, he kind of just like gives this DJ vibe where he doesn't have like one song where it's just like fully that. It's just like he mixes like two or three songs. Um, and in addition to Budgie, I listen to a lot of the Avalanches, um, which kind of did the same. Um, and, you know, I'm just kind of uh, trying to figure out how I, how I fit into all of that. And um, I couldn't really say a particular type of song but a genre that I've been listening to lately is shoegaze, which is like an emo's 80, like drawn out, like guitar, like very like um, lullaby-esque type of um, emo like rock music. It was made in the 80s and it's just very like um, synth heavy as well and just very like sleepy. And um, I'm trying to give that effect to my, to my music as well. Just like very, um, like you can envision it in a dream. It's beautiful, beautiful. Um, another thing I want to talk about before we get to your new releases is how you feel in this world as a black queer artist. I know that it's not as uncommon as it used to be, obviously. There are plenty of people that are paving the way or have already paved the way. Um, but how do you feel in your position with your identity? I feel like I finally have a responsibility. I think there's times where I was growing up and I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to be, if I wanted to be a man, if I wanted to be a woman, if I wanted to continue on the road of just being the flamboyant little kid that loved everything about life, that always wanted to smile and just wanted to, you know, just be a light to the world. Or if I had a lot to be mad about and at the, at the same time, it's like no one can take away my anger, so I'm just going to show it to everyone you know um and i've been in both spaces i've been in the point in the part where it's everything hurts and i'm livid and i've been in the part where i see the hurt in other people and recognize that my hurt isn't as deep as theirs and 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 because i'm hurting i should use that as a relation a relationship tactic in order for me to just work with others and to be strong for others and that's the importance of life but I think right now, the most important thing that people should do as black people, if you're black, you know, it doesn't matter what type of black person that you are. If you're black and you feel as though you have a task, it's just to speak up and to speak out. Just, it's so simple to say, but it's also really simple to do if you think about it. You don't have to be anything right now. You don't have to conform to society. You don't have to be working. You don't have to have any money, but you have to have a voice. You can't allow yourself to just sit in the sidelines and just let everyone else like say and do whatever they want to do and you're not doing anything. And you know, like I said, I struggle with social anxiety. I'm the, I'm a very secretive person. I don't just allow my life to be on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, all of these social media sites that make you feel as though you have to come on every day and just say something. But just don't say anything. Like, if you have something that you feel is calling to your heart, you gotta speak out on it because then you won't feel so alone in that and people can see you for who you are and, uh, and allow you to, to, you know, the privilege to fellowship. I think um, we have to also realize that it is a privilege to fellowship, to speak out, to be able to have a voice because there's some people in countries that aren't able to speak out at all, that are just, you know, grateful to wake up every day. And um, so I think at the end of the day, it's just important for you to use what you have, you know, the resources that you have with what little resources or what big resources that you have. And just be real, just be yourself. 
don't be fake. Because there's a lot of fucking celebrities out there right now that don't know what they're saying, but are being told what to say. And that makes you robotic and that makes you a liar. <laughs> and I never want to do that with my art, with my presentation, any of that. I just don't want to be a fucking liar at yeah. the end of the day. Of course. So, yeah, I want to be truth. Well, let's be authentic right now. Tell me about these new releases. I want to know. Okay, so. Um, I actually have a few releases, um, but the biggest one, the main one, is uh, a project that I've been working on for around three years now. Um, it started off as like this little EP because I wanted to just show people what I can do, what I'm capable of, and it just didn't work out that way. The more that I sat with it, the more that I explained to myself, like, no, this needs to be something that catapults your career if not just shows people like who you truly are you know and I don't think an EP would suffice so in the process of figuring out that this was like the first project that I ever worked on and making like two projects in the midst of that um, I have an EP out named Ranger and a mixtape out called True Neutral and those projects kind of just show people like who I who I am or like what I'm capable of right yeah. So this project is kind of like a transcendental, like transcendental type of project where, okay, you've seen where I was before, but this is what I truly want to be, or this is what is like my, this is like what what is bearing my soul looks like, or this is what spending time with yourself and making yourself aware like looks like, and so um, a lot of the themes in this project called Fragile Yellow is um, just that, you know, um, staying, not only just staying true to yourself or just like an evolved form of yourself or um, just coming to terms with your adult life or like um, speaking up and speaking out, all of those things should be covered on this project. And um, I just feel as though my original release date was September 25th, which is about a few days from now. Um, and I still feel as though I might release something on that day. It just probably won't be in the capacity of an album. Um, I just, I think that because everyone has been feeling so heavy lately um, and the emotions are high and just the environment that we're living in is so scarce, or sorry, scarce, um, and people don't know what the next day is going to hold. You know, I, I, I don't want to live my life with any regrets, but I also don't want to live my life regretful either like so I, I think um, in retrospect it was just easier for me to really sit down with this project and, and to say what hasn't been said yet you know and I don't think I could do that and release the project on September 25th so I believe or you know the new, the new release date is December 25th which is Christmas and um, I've been kind of in this morning stage, you know, um, a lot of my family has, you know, gone on and, and, um, I lost a lot of people this year, you know, just in general, but, um, in my family as well. So I, I had a talk, you know, with spirit and, and just kind of asked them like, is this, what needs to happen? Like, do I need to release this project at this time? And basically, you know, more or less I got this information you know from them that it you need to release 
this project when you're ready to release it. If you don't feel comfortable releasing it at a time, you have people in your life and people that are looking for your art that don't care when you release it. As long as when you release it, it's something that's true to you and that and that they, you can show parts of them, you know, parts of yourself, you know, parts of them that they can't even see, you know. A lot of the projects that I love and that I have bared into my soul shows me parts of myself that I didn't even know were there, you know, because you gain a new perspective or you relate differently. And so in order for me to do that, I just need to sit with it more. And so I think that it's important for me to do that. So it's um, it's going to be coming out December 25th. It's going to have nine tracks on it. And uh, in the new year of 2021, I'm going to be releasing a deluxe version, um, which will have 20 tracks. Of the um, album so- called Fragile Yellow, right? Fragile Yellow, yeah. So Fragile Yellow will have two versions. Um, and I'm just going to be probably working on that for the next few years. You know, touring it, merchandising it. Um, just kind of like really curating who I am through it, through that really? project. And of course, making other things. Like I said, I have a few other projects that I'm working on. I'm going to have a little acoustic life set that I'm doing with this um, musician named Ezra. He's a producer as well, but he lives in Florida, so he's Florida-based, and um, we'll meet and uh, do a little acoustic set. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of more um, directing and stuff, so I'm going to be directing my own music videos or at least co-directing it. Um, I model and and DJ, so I'm going to be doing a lot of more modeling um, gigs, you know, just going out and kind of just showing who I am as a model, um, you know, going out to clubs and asking to DJ or to mix or to do any of that, you know, just to get my name out there and to and to get some connections flowing, you know. And I also go to school at Los Angeles Film School, so that's automatic connections right there because I fucking paid for those. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. And they're going to give you what you ordered, period. There we go. You're going to give me what I ordered. <laughs> yep. My last and final question for you today is out of all of your songs created, which one is your favorite personally, and why? Damn, I made a lot of songs. I think there's one that's in my head that hasn't been released yet, but I'll say the one that has been released that's my favorite is Stargazer Court, just because that that song is so insane to hear that people are like, wow, that's actually my favorite one, you know? and and going through my discography there's a lot of songs that are near and dear to my heart but that one is important because Stargazer Court is the street that I grew up on you know I used to I was born in Los Angeles but I was raised in the Ontario area so just in that on just in that area um there, there was a street called that and so um it was just insane to like sit down and be like, okay, this is a mixtape, but like, okay, this is like my beginnings as well. So I have to see like where I started off at. And it just, it it was like a double entendre too, because although it was something that I grew up on, it was like, I view myself as a, as a star, like as we all should, because, you know, we all come from particles of stars and, you know, we're energy, you know, we're connected by that, no matter what physical or emotional intent that we have in this world, we all are energy. And so I think at the end of the day, like, it was just important to, like, kind of say, like, who I was, what I wanted, and and, and what I envisioned myself as a, as a star. So 
I also really enjoyed writing that piece too because um, there's a line in there that goes, I can't stay, I, I don't want to leave. And I always kind of envisioned myself as like a mogul, like someone that just didn't really envision themselves having a home. The home is like inside themselves and just exploring, you know, for the rest of their lives and just, you know, being on the road or, you know, just going to, from country to country, just, you know, um, spreading their light everywhere. Um, and so I think um, it was important for me to kind of put that into the song is emotional or as negative as it sounded it was really a positive you know affirmation for me like you know sometimes you can't stay sometimes you have to go and leave and and there's something more that you have to go and explore um in your life and and that's just what needs to happen you know in order for you to kind of just um be one with yourself and so yeah that i think that's my favorite song so far that that's definitely a song that has a lot of personal things in it in it you know and so um yeah that's that's my favorite song that i've released thank you thank you for that and thank you for coming here today on facetime with me <laughs> to do this yes. with you. thank you so much for the music that you've gifted me with for my podcast and i just want the listeners to know where they can find your music so go ahead and shout yourself out plug that in thank you so much bria for having me this was a lot of fun and, you know, we've been friends for a while, so I'm just grateful that, you know, you have me on even as a guest and for using my material, you know, we can collaborate on anything, anytime you have that disclosure. If you wanted to find my music, my own personal music, um, you can find it at Matisse. You can just search M-A-T-I-S-E on any streaming platform. Um, I'm on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, Google Play, all that shit. Um, I'm shit. on YouTube as <laughs> all that shit. I'm on YouTube as well under the same name, M A T I S E. Um, you know, you can find me on any um, social media platform at Matisse Artiste. 